Welcome to Hunt Harvest Health Podcast with your host, Ryan Lampers, a.k.a. The Stealthy Hunter. Howdy. And myself, Dr. Hillary Lampers, where we share our love for ancestral living and the health topics of the modern age. Ryan is the well-rounded bearded brawn of Hunt Harvest Health. His knowledge of backcountry adventure, western hunting, and our household status as garden guru and super dad really defines our gut stealthy lifestyle. Doc Hillary is definitely the brains and beauty behind all of this. She kind of makes everything happen as I have zero technical skills. Hill is just a wealth of knowledge in all things medicine and nutrition, which not only keep our family healthy, but they help me stay strong in all my mountain adventures. You can follow us at huntharvesthealth.com, Instagram, and Facebook for more podcasts, recipes, and stories. All right, let's do this. I feel like hunting is getting a little too easy with all this good light gear. And now we've got great food. There's no, uh, the suffrage is going away. Um, thinking back to where we were 20 years ago with our gear and the food, we used to pack canned food in the mountains. We used to pack spam in the mountains. For crying I remember out loud. that. I remember cans of food going Nally in your chili backpack. and Denny Moore stew, all that stuff. <laughs> and we would, uh, come yeah, out wiped out. I think out. you showed up home a few sick times too from eating canned stew up there. Yeah. Too many days yeah. of canned food in the mountains is not good. So we are very fortunate today to have some great companies out there. Heather's Choice is one of them. She's creating some good meals. Off-Grid Food, who's uh, kind of a local around here in Washington. He's a great, great guy. He's creating some great meals as well, some snacky type food, some breakfast meals. And yeah. now we've got another company coming out called Humble Foods. And we've had opportunity to try it, <clears throat> and it is really good. Not only is it really good, it's got super, super good ingredients in it. It's um, it's all sourced, high-quality, organic, everything, you know, top to bottom. So today's guest is Jordan Reasoner. He is one of the men behind Humble Foods. So we had, you know, a great conversation talking about it, talking about where it started, how it started, why it started. And, um, yeah, we get to learn about Humble Foods while we smack down on a bag um yeah great conversation so mm -hmm. i think uh hopefully people like this podcast with jordan <laughs> yeah you can find this on our website of course and we now have a youtube channel so check it out and look for stealthy hunter you can also watch this podcast on video oh yeah we'll talk about poop it'll be good there you go that's always <laughs> i just a hot got topic. that on <laughs> I just got that on audio. I love it. Yeah. We're going to talk about poop. You know what? Lots of people like to talk about their poop. We build a gut health company and people start sending you poop selfies. Oh, no. Saying, what's wrong with this? <laughs> that's when it gets weird. That, yeah, that's crossing the line. Wow. Have you yeah. got any poop selfies, babe? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Do not send me poop selfies, people. If... <laughs> No, there's lab techs that do that stuff. I don't even with patients deal with that. I give them a kit to go home and play with it themselves, and it goes to a lab tech. I don't see it. That's so funny. Okay, so we are sitting here with Jordan Reasoner in Bozeman, Montana at his home. And uh, if you're watching the video, um, you can see that we're in his 
what room do you call this? Is uh, this your gear room slash gym? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's incredible. It's like it one is. of the one of the best workout rooms I've seen. He's got everything in here. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, Ryan's been working on the rings here for a while. <laughs> no, I haven't. Rings are intimidating, man. I see people doing rings and it looks so easy. And then you try to do it and you realize how horrible your core strength is because it's so much work to do rings. And it's stuff. fun. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, we're sitting here and um, we are also holding bags of his new um, freeze-dried Humble I guess, food. backcountry foods called Humble Foods, yeah. right? And we're going to be talking about that a little bit. So Jordan, welcome. Thanks for having me. You're this welcome. So fun. I'm Thanks glad for we having finally, us. We, oh, this is, this is, I'm glad we finally turned the recording on. You guys have been here for a few hours. We've been just chit-chatting and having know, right? fun all day already. There's always a time when we uh, kind of just run into people and we, we finally realize, why aren't we recording this? Well, it's We've kind of had weird to be like, hi, I just met you. Put this headset on. <laughs> yeah. Which you really should do. I should just walk in the door and be like, hi, here's your headset. Put it on. Because you have so many good conversations mm-hmm. with the headphones not on. Yeah, It's like, sure. oh, why didn't we get that on? Yeah. So it's definitely more authentic to just put them on right away. And but, then put them on and then eat really loudly in them. Yes. Right? Like, and we're going to be doing some of that today. Yeah, this is almost torturous. We got headsets on, but I really want to dig into this garlic <laughs> zucchini beef right now. So I don't know how that's going to translate through the mic, but there well, may be some lip smacking going on here in a minute. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> yeah. Jordan, explain to us, give us a little bit of background on yourself and what is Humble Foods? Oh, yeah. Good question. Um yeah, so I was diagnosed with celiac disease about uh, 12 years ago now, and I was very, very sick. I was having diarrhea like 15 times a day, oh. uh, malnourished, uh, exhausted, could hardly get out of bed, and uh, when they finally figured out what it was, I thought that was a real blessing. Like, okay, I know what this thing is. I know what I'm dealing with. That means I have a path forward. And I'm an engineer, a mechanical engineer, so originally mm-hmm. trained. So it was like, okay, now I know how to solve my problem. I know what my problem is, right? And I went gluten-free, but I didn't get any better. And as you know in your work, mm-hmm. uh, there's so much complexity to the gut. And healing a gut that's ravaged by celiac disease is just a longer process than pulling gluten out. And eventually, uh, I found a obscure diet called the specific carbohydrate diets for people with really banged up guts, like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's and celiac. And, and that diet is sort of paleo ish, uh, pulls all sugars and grains out. And it's just based on like really healthy meats and fats and fruits and vegetables that are easy to digest. And I just started eating that. And finally my diarrhea stopped in like seven days on mm. this diet. And I started to heal, which was great. And uh, ever since then, I've been eating a paleo-type diet. Um, and because I have celiac disease, I can't ever cheat, right? So right. it's kind of like a really cool catch-22. I'm kind yeah. of forced to choose to be super healthy. And the other edge of that sword is just that I'm really sensitive to stuff outside of of what I eat on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, hunting has always been my biggest passion in life. Um, I've been hunting since I was a little kid. I'm a fourth generation bow hunter. Um, I grew up hunting in the Midwest, mostly whitetails, and always bow hunting. It's just uh, archery at heart. And uh, it was a dream come true to move out to Montana five years ago. 
and to start hunting elk and muleys and just be able to go in the mountains. And, and there's many layers to that because 12 years ago, doctors were telling me like, Hey, look, you're, you're going to be dealing with this for the rest of your life. You're not going to be able to do things other people can do. And at that time, things like go hiking in the mountains for seven days where I've put on, let's say, you know, 50, 60 miles. Um, those were things they told me I wouldn't be able to do. No kidding. You know, um, just because I had this thing, this, this disease. And, uh, over the period of healing, I started to do a lot more things that, uh, they told me I'd never be able to do things like Spartan races, things like hunt in the back country. And, uh, one of the important parts of that was my fuel. And I moved out here and, and started to meet people and they were like, you got to just get this mountain house stuff. And I'm like, Oh, what is that? I'm like, Oh, it's like astronaut food. You just put water in it. And I'm like, what? Cause in the Midwest, you know, we just weren't exposed when we would hunt, we'd hunt the, the tree stand until lunch. We'd maybe bring a lunch, a sandwich or whatever. And, and, um, no long-term right. seven day trips <laughs> deep into any mountains. Right. 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 And go home for dinner uh, yeah. once it got dark. So it was, uh, it was, this, what is this stuff? This freeze-dried food. It was like the mysterious thing. And I went to REI, I remember, and I was looking at the back of like, oh, can't eat that one. Can't eat that one. Can't eat that one. What's Backpacker's Pantry? I can't eat that. Can't eat that. Like looking at every label. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't eat any of it. And uh, so the first couple of years I hunted, all I ate was like, dried meat bars like epic bar had just come out right. at the time yeah their early stuff was really terrible but i ate it anyway because it was all i could eat and uh and then eventually i started to make my own backcountry paleo meals because there just wasn't any out there i just needed paleo I just needed the same technology but paleo right and uh, i started making my own stuff and a lot of my friends were liking it and my business partner steve who uh, i've known since we were 18 years old and met in engineering school um, we've, we started a lot of companies together and he's a big backcountry guy too now. And we were like, we have to start a food company. There's gotta be more people like us who, and when we're traveling, when we're traveling to conferences, when we're on road trips, I, when I drove all night to get to Colorado to go on a hunt with him, you know, I needed things to eat in the car. I needed things to eat in airports. Um, I have a family when I'm traveling with my kids. I don't want to eat airport food with them. I don't want yeah, to put that in their bodies. It's hard. Traveling's hard. Especially so, when you have celiac or food allergies. Totally it's right. It's almost impossible. And so it was like, okay, we have to figure out a way to make paleo backcountry food that is really nourishing, that's higher calorie, uh, that has fat in it. Um, all these various things that I was kind of doing on my own, my own tinkering, my own engineering, in my own kitchen. And, and so we did. We created Humble Foods. And it's, it's um, the brand was really born out of uh, just a reverence for the outdoors and a reverence for uh, the everyday guy and, and girl who um, just appreciate the life cycle of where food comes from mm-hmm. and uh, and what it takes to have the food end up in this bag and and we sought out to use only the best quality organic ingredients and uh that also didn't exist on the market mm-hmm. and so we really just built what we wanted we engineered what we wanted and uh and we're happy to have it finally come out and be born into the world well we're i'm sitting here looking at ingredients it's it's just so simple in this one i have garlic zucchini beef 
beef, organic coconut oil, sweet potatoes, carrots, zucchini, celery, minced garlic, sea salt. Like, where's Boom, all the done. stuff? There's <laughs> all those words that you just can't quite pronounce. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is just like making a meal at home, right? And eating it without all the stuff in it. That's cool. And you're Great. actually holding one of the very first versions that has grass-fed beef in it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is something that is has been needed in our world, our backcountry world. You know, I think as of late, there's been a lot of, um, you know, push for eating cleaner while you're in the backcountry, while you're on a hunt. I think, uh, you know, as a lot of us have progressed into spending more time in the mountains, one week, two weeks, you've come to realize you have to eat clean. You can't just eat clean the rest of the year and then go to your hunt and then expect to feel good after 10 days from eating a mountain house or something that just doesn't quite sit right or just way too much sugar, way too many carbs, things that you wouldn't typically eat back home. Um, you know, you start doing that and you come away from that trip just feeling like garbage. I know I used to, I used to eat pretty darn clean at home, but then you were almost forced to, unless you created your own food, go into the hills and just pick up whatever and just deal with, you know, junk processed foods and you know i lived on the mountain houses and the backpackers i was a backpackers pantry guy i i used those for a long time um i never had any ill effects on taking them but uh i never felt great at the end of the trip coming out um you know i uh, i like the flavor and all that but this is kind of like taking it to the next level because you've got You've gone to pretty much all organic everything. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. So we got now, it's not just the vegetables. Um, it's the meat. It's the chicken. It's going to be the beef. And what I've also noticed is you guys are adding packs of coconut oil to it. Mm-hmm. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, put that thing right up by your mouth. Yeah. You While I'm chewing. Well, <laughs> one thing... One, and, the reason I ask is because, um, you know, I've, we've been doing that. We've been talking about, you know, adding healthy fats to our diet while we're back in the mountains and, you know, we do it back home. Why not do it up there? So we, we eat a lot of like avocado oil and coconut oil and, you know, extra virgin olive oil back home. And there are so many calories wrapped up into small packs of olive oil or coconut oil. So you guys adding it, um, it's not just healthy, it's jacking up the calorie count as well. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and that was part of just me trying to make what I wanted, ideally. As an engineer, that's what I'm always trying to do. Is like, what do I really want? And uh, when I'm in the backcountry... You want to move it closer. Move closer. That's okay. Yeah. There you go. So when I'm in the backcountry, uh, in, in, you know, studying nutrition, when you're eating a paleo-type diet and everything's really clean, I mean, one of the staples of that is getting most of your macros from fat calories right and healthy sources of fat so fattier cuts of meat avocados um, you know avocado oil olive oil coconut oil uh, and for me in the backcountry i need fat calories and i like i'm a hard gainer i'm a skinny dude and so for me, my biggest challenge during September is not losing too much weight. Right. And if I don't get enough calories, especially fat calories, when I'm in the backcountry, I come back and I'm like a shell of myself. Skeletor, right? <laughs> Skeletor, right? Yeah. And totally. And so for me, uh, 
adding in the fat calories was so important. And I was building these like thousand calorie meals because it was so hard for me to get three to 4,000 calories a day in the backcountry. I was building these thousand calorie meals with like two tablespoons of coconut oil in there, um, which is, you know, hundreds of, of calories. And that just helped me feel so much better. Like I had new energy that I didn't have the year before right. to go more miles, to go uh, chase that bugle I heard over the ridge that last year I would have been like, uh, that's not, I don't have enough energy. I don't know if the tank to go after that bugle. And that's the worst, gotta be the worst <laughs> feeling. I, I've had experiences like that in my early years where you want it so bad and you've, you've, you've planned this whole thing and this is your one time and you don't have it in the tank. And most of that was due to either you didn't prep yourself physically or the diet you've been eating for the last week. So yeah, it's huge. This has this has 49% fat in it, like percent of calories, mm-hmm. daily value, 49% of your daily value. And that's the and thing, And it tastes right? so good. You can taste the fat. Can you? Mm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, see, um, in all honesty, Jordan had sent me some, right. of, some of the bags to try, <laughs> and I hoarded them for myself. So this is the first time that Hill's actually got to test the food. Uh, I, I told her about how good it was, but I never did give her, you know, a spoonful of mine. I was, I was keeping it. I was very selfish. I I am used to Ryan's dehydrated food, which is, we, he only usually makes a few recipes, like a rice dish, a spaghetti and a chili. And you can like only eat that stuff so much time where you're like, ugh, you know, I think also the freeze dried versus the dehydrated. I feel like there's maybe a little bit of a difference. And maybe just the how fast it rehydrated or something. Well, maybe, you know, I'm sure Jordan could probably talk about, you know, the differences. A lot of people have questions. I get that all the time. If is dehydrated as good for you, do you lose some of the nutrient value or is freeze dried, you know, better for you? What's the cost ratio? Obviously, freeze dried takes a whole lot more investment in equipment if you're going to try to freeze dry your own food. Uh, whereas dehydrators are pretty dang cheap, super easy. But can you go into that maybe a little bit as far as the differences? Yeah. When I first started playing with this, um, the first thing I did was buy a dehydrator from Walmart, right? Just one of those circular ones, whatever the the brand is and started dehydrating my own bison and elk and, and whatever else I had around the house, uh, muley deer, me and, what I found is that uh, once I started buying freeze-dried ingredients and making my meals with freeze-dried ingredients versus dehydrated, I found personally that I liked the taste of freeze-dried better and it rehydrated better for me. Um, now, once we started to explore actually starting a company and looking at studies, uh, generally speaking, uh, you're going to be able to remove more moisture in the freeze drying process. The freeze drying process is really complicated. They have these ex- extraordinary machines that cost millions of dollars and they create a vacuum. And I mean, it's just this, I mean, you need like German engineers to come run these things, right? right. It's insane. Um, and there's not that many companies in the United States that freeze dry. It's, it's, it's a very rare commodity versus anybody with a commercial kitchen can do commercial dehydrating. Right. Um, so when we were looking at starting Humble Foods and starting to make these meals, we had to cho- choose. Like, are we going to be a dehydrated company or are we going to be a freeze-dried company? 
And that was a tough choice because Steve and I are both engineers and we're both like, it has to be perfect. We have to make the best choice. And, um, and there was a huge barrier there because one, there's not a lot of companies out there that you can source freeze dried ingredients from. And then two, there's even smaller companies out there who are making organic freeze dried ingredients that we can source. And so it was almost like this impossible task. And, uh, at the end of the day, though, general rule is that with freeze drying, it pulls out more moisture than dehydrating. So it will rehydrate better. It's going to be lighter, slightly lighter. Uh, if you're, I, I if think you're, the general rule for rehydrating any food, it takes about twice as long to rehydrate a dehydrated food yeah. versus a freeze dried. Yes. That's what I found. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then it's going to be slightly lighter because there's a little bit less. It's very, very minuscule though. But if you're the type of person that cuts your toothbrush in half and all that stuff, you might care. Sure. Um, and then uh, it, it, some studies suggest that it, it does retain more of the nutrient profile. A freeze drying does versus dehydrating uh, because it's just a different process. Um, and then I personally believe after a lot, a lot of testing and just eating a lot of different ingredients that I think it tastes better. I think freeze dried has more flavor than a dehydrated, this, you know, sweet potato. Tastes, this tastes really good. It does taste different. Maybe it has to do with the f- extra fat or maybe it has to do like you had said earlier, you noticed a huge difference when you were able to source the grass fed beef mm-hmm. versus the not grass fed beef and the all organic ingredients. You notice an actual taste difference. Oh, it's night and day. Yeah, the chicken, the organic chicken is just on. I mean, it tastes like you're eating a real meal on a plate, which I never had that experience with any of the other conventional beef and conventional chicken products. And, and there would always be like ones that really didn't hydrate and it felt like you're biting into a rock. And yeah, you know, there's yeah. just the mouth feel they call it. Uh, the experience of the organic has been incredible to to be able to go there and choose that and figure that out and get the supply chain done. Because, I mean, that's the thing is. Um, we made 900 bags of humble foods last fall in September and they weren't for sale. We didn't have USDA approval yet, but we sent them out to all the influencers, people like Aaron Snyder and Remy Warren and Corey Jacobson. And we had people like, Hey, will you test these and just let us know if they're terrible or if they're good. And if they're terrible, that's okay. Let us know what you didn't like about them and we'll make the recipes better. And we started with dinners. So we had six dinners because I don't know about you guys, but in the backcountry, right now I don't eat a hot breakfast especially during archery season. Right. The only thing I eat hot is dinner at the end of the day in my tent. So Same. that's where we started. And um, we sent them all out. And that was like part organic, part conventional, just whatever we could find at the moment to make the recipes. And we got great feedback from everybody. Uh, we got some tweaks we wanted to make. And we've spent the next six months trying to find organic and grass-fed beef, for example, and they didn't exist. There was no freeze-dried organic chicken. There was no grass-fed beef that existed in the marketplace. Um, so we had to go source it. We had to find the farm. Uh, and then there's minimums, right? Like you end up having to buy like 10,000 pounds of this stuff. And then they have to ship that to the kitchen where the co- kitchen processes it, puts it into the little 3 8 inch cubes. And they send it to the freeze-drying facility where they freeze-dry the stuff. And so Humble Foods will be the only place that has freeze-dried grass-fed beef and freeze-dried organic chicken. And so now we've been able to source all the little puzzle pieces to finally put together a fully, you know, organic meal. And to your point earlier, I mean, 
backcountry hunters, in my opinion, we're elite athletes in many ways. And, and absolutely, I would have a hard time to have anybody dispute that. I don't know many endurance athletes who are out there for five, seven, 10 days, putting on 70, 80 miles, tens of thousands of feet of elevation gain and loss, no sleep because who sleeps great at elevation, right? Um, I do. Sorry. I do. <laughs> I don't have any issues with that, but everybody I talk to does. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some sleep tips from you. Oh, man. I, I was sleep well in the back. I've been blessed with that gift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's true. I think, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of things out there that put you through the ringer like a backcountry hunt. Mm-hmm. And we all know, you know, food is of utmost importance it's the it's the fuel that that gets us there and it gets us back and it keeps us going so um you know for those of us now you hear all the time that argument about you know hunters don't have to be athletes you don't have to be super fit you don't have to yeah you don't have to but there's a lot of us that want to do it in a different way we want to get back further we want to be able to have extended trips and we don't want to feel like garbage uh when it's all over you know we want to look at it as a great experience and, um, you know, not have any, any, you know, walls put up, you know, from us going wherever we want to go. We just want to be able to, any opportunity that's laid out, we want to be able to get there. And so, um, you know, being in shape and eating right, it just kind of goes hand in hand. And so that's, what's cool about, so what's cool about this stuff is, um, I feel like it's exactly what Hill and I would be eating at home. The exact same thing. It's all organic. It's grass fed. You know, we know, you know, we know that by looking at the ingredient list on the back and it's real simple. So that's, that's super cool. I think, uh, I think it's definitely going to take, I think there's a lot of people that are going to glom onto this and, and really love that because, you know, we all talk about knowing what's in our food and, you know, we do at home and there's always been that little question mark. And man, for, for some of us guys that don't just hunt for one week out of the year, we hunt for three months out of the year, you know, maybe not combined, but that's a lot of days in the field eating. If we're eating a mountain house, I don't know where that meat came from. I don't know, you know, none of it's organic. Uh, you know, that's going to catch up to you. So, and I, you know, just through experience, I know what certain foods make me feel like after an extended stay. So, um, like I've mentioned before, you know, I've built my own, I've tried this stuff. This stuff is like, I fed it when I first got some, I, I gave it to my daughters and they, and they were eating it. And it's like just something you would eat every day. It's I'm like a stew you, you just made. I, will, I would soup. take these to work and eat these. Because yeah. I, so I'm not like an endurance backcountry athlete by any means, but I can work an eight, 10, 12 hour day sometimes. And I don't get time to actually sit down and eat a meal. Um, or my, my hour, my lunch hour gets eaten up with emails and off, you know, sitting with the office manager and doing stuff. And Sometimes if I don't make all my food and take it to work and then I got to heat it up and then I got to wait, I sometimes just won't eat. I don't have time. It'll sit in the fridge and I may not eat. Like this, I could heat up. Yeah. I could eat in like minutes. It's compact, easy, and it tastes so good that I would, you know, some of the other foods, I, I would never be like, oh, let me choose a dehydrated food to take to work and eat, you know, like Ryan's stuff I would, but it takes a while. Maybe I wouldn't take the time to heat it up. This seems like it just was really quick and it's so good. So I think that this is an option for people that have busy lives too. And like you said, the traveling aspect, traveling, it's like, always been like one of the biggest 
you know, people always talk about the food when you're traveling. We talk about it all the time. We walk around airports sometimes, just like, like what can we? What eat? are we going to eat here? Where you know, do we have to settle? And if eat we didn't that go junk? and bring all our food in, mm-hmm. we end up like, okay, well, it's the donut shop or it's <laughs> Starbucks, which I know we're not going to, That's and for sure. it's you know um, the taco place or McDonald's. Like, okay, we're just not going to eat. Like we'll, you know, get, so that's what I'm saying. Like this is so awesome. So obviously this is going to be a huge benefit in the, in the back country for, for us guys that care and want to feel good at the end of the the trip and the year, but also, yeah, the traveling aspect of it. It's pretty filling though. (laughs) Like I haven't eaten, eaten, I don't know how much of this I've eaten, not, not probably half of it. And I'm, I'm like feeling full. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of calories. This one is what, 660 calories Mm -hmm. per bag. Or so, per serving. How many servings are in here? Per, per bag. bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, how many different um, recipes have you guys kind of come up with at this point? Yeah, we're starting with six. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we have a good long-term vision of, of where Humble Foods is headed. And we'd like to, to have various other products down the line. But mm-hmm. we wanted to start with six recipes because, uh, well, usually I do four seven-day hunts. Uh, every fall and I'm fortunate to just have a have been blessed with a digital company that affords me some time off in the fall to be able to pursue my passion so uh, because of that blessing I've been able to usually do like seven days back come out for seven days and just kind of alternate seven on seven off and so I was like man we need at least six or seven recipes for me so it's all very like selfish but that's the logic behind it is we wanted to have a good diverse mix for for folks who are going out on an extended trip so they have diversity um, and they can kind of switch it up. I've noticed you guys have been pretty creative too. I had one of the meals, it was like a apple cider something or other. Mm -hmm. Apple cider cider chicken. chicken? Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at the ingredient list and you guys had some like fruits in there. I think you had some bananas and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, man, really? How do you get that into a, you know, a dinner (laughs) meal? And I ate it and it was delicious. It was super good. Um, now my daughter didn't like that one because it had bananas in it and she's just not a banana lover, <laughs> but it was really, really good and it was unique and it was an, it was a recipe I've never even thought of, you know, making myself, but, um, yeah. Is it still just dinners that you have? Yeah. Okay. For right now. We'll, right. we'll definitely explore breakfast, um, bars, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have a lot of stuff that we play with, I imagine, right. over the next yeah. few years, but we just wanted to start, uh, with a stable company that, we wanted to really focus on one thing and do it right first. And so we spent the last, you know, basically nine months just trying to get six dinners right, which seems small to me at first, but it turned out to be a lot of work to get yeah. six dinners right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of testing. Um, Steve is actually just this mastermind with recipes and ingredients, and um, he's got a genius for that, and he'll be in the kitchen, like, you know, and just what happens if I do this and this and what <laughs> if I put this in there? And, uh, he's got kind of a, a unique knack for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have done all this ourselves. Um, it's not like we, you know, hired some food scientists to make it. Uh, it's just, we, we've tried to make food that we actually, like you said, we, we actually make at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I eat, uh, let's say elk steaks and I make broccoli, like garlic broccoli with olive oil and, 
you know, um, some black pepper seasoning, some Italian seasoning on the elk's back straps. I mean, that's the type of meal I'm trying to translate into a bag that tastes good. Um, and I don't, you know, like, and that's the thing too. There's, there's a lot of other great companies coming out, which is so fun. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's Heather's Choice and Off Grid and, and, um, when I first saw Heather's Choice come out, I thought that was the coolest thing. I was so excited, but my palate and my stomach, I don't really tolerate very exotic recipes. Mm -hmm. And so Heather's just wasn't a good fit for me personally. And I'm sure it's amazing food and I'm, I know there's people who love it. But and, and Heather seems like an amazing human being too, which is great. She is, yeah. Um, and so I have nothing but great things to say about her, other than my stomach's just too sensitive to really exotic foods, spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I've I've got that a lot. You know, some people really love the Heather's Choice, mm-hmm. but some of it is a little bit too much as far as spice and, and whatnot. So works for some and doesn't work for others. And that's so. when I, you know, we were like, well, what are we what are we going to have for our six dinners? Well. Let's focus on food we actually eat on a Tuesday evening and try to translate that. And, you know, Mountain House and, and Backpackers Pantry have done the old standard American diet versions of all that, right? Mac and cheese and chili and all yeah. those things. Cheesecake. <laughs> and um, I don't eat that stuff. Right. So it was just trying to figure out what is a, a base staple paleo type meal? What am I actually, well, I'm actually making zucchini. I'm actually making broccoli. I'm actually making carrots. I'm actually using elk or yeah. chicken or, um, these types of seasonings are actual seasonings. I'm using ginger, um, garlic, uh, just the basics, cilantro, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what we built our recipes with. And I think one of the knocks on, well, it used to be is, uh, when we used to, you know, you get into this health food kick and you start eating super clean and healthy, people would always say, oh, but the, there's no flavor to it. There's no taste to it. And that is not the case. I mean, there, there's so many ways to spice up a meal. Um, you know, and this, this is something, I mean, at the end of the day, like you mentioned, I, I'm the same way. I'll eat just a cold um, oatmeal slash. I got a bunch of stuff in it for the, my breakfast. And then I'll do bars and things that I've made and and whatnot during the day. But the hot meal comes at the end of the day. And that's that meal you look forward to at the end of the day. It's something Mm -hmm. to look forward to. If you got a campfire, awesome. And a good meal and something that tastes really, really good versus going back at the end of the day and hell, I got to just eat this to get something in my gut to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things that you just look forward to. And this is, this is definitely probably one of those. I love a hot meal at the end of the day. And if it tastes good, that's a huge bonus. So, so when are these out? Can people buy them? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. They're coming. Um, so we just redid all of our recipes with our grass fed beef and okay. organic chicken and the new organic sweet potato that we procured, which is really exciting. And we are finalizing our USDA approval. Okay. Um, right now we're sitting in my house in February of 2018 and, uh, we have to go through the USDA approval process, which is anywhere from eight to 10 weeks. And then we'll be doing likely a, a presale. So um, if anybody wants to make sure they're part of the presale, they just need to make sure they're on our email list or following us on Instagram. Um, if you go to eathumble.com, that's our domain name, and you okay. can get on a waiting list uh, for that. Okay. Or uh, follow us at eathumble on uh, Instagram. And, and that's where you can 
make sure that you're on the waiting list. And uh, we're, we're really excited. If it were up to us, we would have been launched already. But Yeah, um, these things don't happen overnight. I know it's a long <laughs> process, especially going the route that you guys have with the organic and the clean and all that, the grass-fed. That's good. Yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah. So hopefully uh, by this fall, you know, us hunters will have something to look forward to. Oh, for sure. A new, a new food company that's uh, completely clean and delicious. And uh, hopefully at that, you know, what usually it starts about August. It's when my hunting season starts is about August. So uh, hopefully it's out by then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll I like, is this the packaging too that you're going to have? We may tweak it. Mm-hmm. That's the um, test bag. So the, okay. we had to put the USDA hide st- sticker Oh, that said gluten-free, corn-free, soy-free, dairy-free, you know, we had to hide that for right now because it wasn't approved. But, um, yeah, we're, this is a very close position to where our branding, we're playing with some other bag designs because we're engineers and we're constantly tinkering, but I do really love this bag. Um, It's beautiful. It's real simple. Yeah. It's inviting for sure. So cool. Well, anything else we need to know about this? Um, the, besides it's awesome and I want to dig in and eat the whole bag. I know. Uh, <laughs> I need to carry it with me everywhere. <laughs> uh, I, I really appreciated you sharing that you'd eat it, you know, at work. Yeah. I think that's something that was really important to us is trying to figure out, you know, Hey, it's, I'm a busy mom. Um, I've got two kids. We got home a little late, picked them up from aftercare and I don't have time to eat. What am I going to eat? It would be really awesome if this was that good because you know, everything tastes great on the mountains after you just hike 12 miles. Right. Like anything hot tastes amazing. Sure. So I think the true test for me on whether or not we've succeeded is if that busy mom will eat this on a Tuesday night. Yeah. It, um, well, my kids, maybe my, not not my little one right now because she's still a little picky, but our older one would definitely, she ate. She just didn't like the one with bananas because she doesn't like bananas. <laughs> I try yeah. to hide bananas. She knows it's in there no matter what I put it in. So she's we don't feed her bananas. Smart. But she would completely eat this and I would be a hundred percent comfortable. You know, we're on a road trip right now at, given these, we should be giving these to our kids instead of like stopping and getting food. Absolutely. And she would love this. She would completely eat these. Oh yeah. I'll reiterate that. Everything tastes good in the mountains except, <laughs> except on day seven. If you've been eating the same um, chili or spaghetti that you made, but, uh, but yeah, I think um, I would just eat this any given day. You yeah. Know? And oh, for sure. It's, awfully simple so yeah and that's what we did you know with some of the some of the test bags that i ate we just ate them like on a lazy saturday mm-hmm. at home and it was so good yeah, i loved it yeah so I, I don't think you'll have any problem with that no, um I that. yeah i definitely this free dried food is not just for taking when you're going on these backpacking trips or hunting or whatever i mean they're a great easy convenient everybody's in convenience these days <laughs> they're an easy convenient way to get really nutritious food in mm-hmm. and yours just has just nothing in it but like food yeah i really like which is uh, so cool i'm not very smart but i really like when i can read the ingredients and not have to ask my wife what that <laughs> word is so it's pretty cool what what that one other question and you may not want to share this yet but kind of what is the price point per dinner we're not sure Do you yet. have that yet um, it's 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 going to depend a lot on what the final price it costs for us to make them yeah and the reason we're figuring that out still is because the procurement of, of these organic ingredients has been insane. Um, the fact that we had to go buy, you know, 10,000 pounds of grass-fed beef That's and crazy. get it shipped and manufactured ourselves, um, 
that's been uh, an arduous process. And so we're still figuring out our price. Right. Um, it's We're trying to position it as like almost like farm to table. Um, and it truly is, as you guys know. I mean, it's, it's as close to farm to table, but we're kind of spinning it into farm to anywhere. Farm to anywhere. So farm to the backcountry, you know, farm to the PTO meeting, whatever it yeah. might be. Um, and we're going to try to price it as reasonably as we mm-hmm. can. Um, but the commitment to organic has been expensive for us. So we're going to, we're going to do our best and this is all going to depend on where the manufacturing costs end up so that we can have a, a not for profit, you know, um, we're, we're not going to be a not for profit company. So we have to figure that out. Where well, you figure if you even take your family out to dinner, just a family of four eating, not even that great of food, you could easily spend $50. Oh, for sure. Easily. Like, and that's, that's like, low end. That's yeah. low end, right? <laughs> so I, one of these bags could feed both my kids, mm. like a meal, easily. So Paley can eat all that by herself. She probably could. But we could split one bag between kids and I probably eat half a bag. And you, So that's, you know, even the price no, point with that. Bag. There's no stopping it once I get started on a bag. That's like really, I think, no matter what it is, even that, you figure even if you're taking food on the road and you're doing that or you're going camping or that's way cheaper than what it costs. Oh, even to go to the grocery store, you can't get out of the grocery store these days for less than a hundred bucks. It seems like so. And how many meals do you really get out of that hundred bucks? Is always my question sometimes, you know, but, um, yeah, I think just trying to cut all those little areas out where you don't get to eat like you eat at home. That's where this comes in handy. mm -hmm. It's nice. You know, now we're able to eat good, clean stuff in the back country and feel better. When you're traveling, wherever, we're kind of getting rid of all those little areas where you have to eat junk. Um, when you start eating good, easy. clean food, though, you're willing to pay the extra price. That's how I've always felt. Years ago, when Ryan was not really in like the food thing, okay? Oh, I, I was on it tooth and nail. I was, like, I was that is the way nutrition, you know, I had a nutrition degree. I was always into health because I had health issues in my teens from eating bad food. And so I learned early on that food was super important. And I like to shop, you know, maybe it was just a thing. Like I go to Whole Foods, I go to PCC in Seattle, or I'd go to these places. Yeah, now I realize uh, I can, they have stores now that have that stuff. It used to be, you didn't have, you couldn't go to Fred Meyer and buy organic food, right? Mm -hmm. So you had to go to the co-op or you had to go to um, a Whole Foods. Well, now we have way more options in regular grocery stores, even Safeway. You You can go to Safeway and buy stuff that you couldn't buy before Mm -hmm. so i'm a little cheaper now because i have kids and stuff but i have always been like he would one time he went and he saw the grocery bill and he was like you're spending that much money on groceries (laughs) what are you doing and i said to him do you complain when you eat it do you complain when you're healthy do you complain he's like no and i said listen i don't spend my money on clothes i don't spend my money on alcohol i don't spend my money on half the things other women nice shoes and purses and all these things. I I spend my money on healthy food. Mm -hmm. That's, and I'm not going to change because you don't like the price point. That's just what I spend my money on. And then he was like, he never made a comment after that. Well, what came of that is me pushing her "Mm -hmm." to eat more of what's in my garden, Uh, you know, and more canned food. Just go grab some stuff off the shelf. Uh, you know, trying to avoid having to spend that kind of money when you could just grow it yourself or just take but out. But I think that gardening came freezer. out of seeing what it actually costs to buy healthy food, right? Like, so yeah. you can grow some of these things. That costs money and time too, but once you get good at it, right? But I'm always like, if, 
I will literally, if you give me a choice and you put two things side by side and you say, this one's organic, this one doesn't have the fillers and the stuff, and, but it's $5 more than this one. I will always take the one that's $5 more. It's just my personality. It's like, I know that it's going to be in the long term better for me. I don't think like that. Now, if you said it's $100 more, I might be like, well, I don't know if that smoothie is worth $100 more. But, you know, there's this small price point where I will always pay the more expensive price because I know the benefit of that. And um, I think healthy consumers, they realize that. And they know, too, how much good energy are you getting out of this bag of food versus a mountain house. So you saved three, four bucks or whatever it is by getting the more expensive one, the amount of energy, clean energy you're going to get out of this bag of food and not wake up with like a food hangover and all the salt and all the stuff and all the allergens, you know, yeah, let's go back and treading and spend the whole day having diarrhea. That sounds like a lot of fun, right? Like I just see like people realize that. And especially today's consumer, because we have so many choices now, it used to be mountain house was it. Like that was your choice. That's what you eat. And now there's so many choices and people are healthier and they don't want that. So I always say like when people see the price thing, I say, listen, it's really worth it. It's completely worth it. And um, like you said, if you want it cheap, things are going to be cheap. You're not going to get good meat. You're not going to get clean vegetables. It's going to be cheap. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like, oh, okay. Maybe I don't want that. And it goes back to your why. Like why gardening? Why investing? Either way, you're trying to put healthy food in your body to feel better, right? right? And so, like when we built Humble Foods, we we put together the top three things that would help all of our decision making. Like, what are the three most important things to us? Number one was quality ingredients. Number two was the taste, and then number three was how you feel after you consume the meal, and that matters a lot. And it's a joke in the backcountry between guys, right? A lot of these you'll hear stories of people eating mountain house or backpackers pantry. And then you stink out the guy out of the tent that you're mm-hmm. sleeping next to because your gas is so bad. And it's kind of a joke that maybe the extra sodium content makes you feel like you just ate a brick yeah. or you your joints are all swollen up and your you're inflamed your hurts and, and you just feel like crap. And it's, it's sort of a, a running joke that if you eat this stuff, you're just going to have to put up with feeling bad, but there's no other options. And that's just not true anymore, which is exciting. But you do have to invest more to feel better. Um, But the whole adage of, of, you know, hunters saying, well, I like knowing where my meat came from, right? And then you translate that into the gardening space. I like to know where the rest of the plate came from, which is something you said earlier, which I love. Um, but why do we sacrifice that for the six days that we're out there trying to get that meat? Which right? is when you need it right. the most. Exactly. I mean, you're an endurance athlete. It's like, mm-hmm. so you're going to eat really clean the rest of the year. And then when you're actually doing your sport and you're actually working like that and you're sweating and you're losing all those calories and you're getting dehydrated, you're going to eat a bunch of junk. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. When you need the rocket fuel the most, you know, yeah. it's usually on a, on a backcountry hunt typically. <laughs> so. Yeah. For and sure. the hunters, yeah, I agree. If you love, if you're hunting for that clean meat, for that organic quote unquote meat, you should be eating food that follows that, your mentality with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you should, I think that you kind of need to walk your talk and feeding yourself translates that you care about yourself, you know, feeding yourself well, taking care of yourself, being healthy, exercising, 
hunting, whatever it is, you know, you're translating to other people that you actually are, you know, um, walking your talk mm -hmm. instead of like, oh, I eat garbage, but I promote this lifestyle that really is promoting health, you know? And, um, again, that's the, the market that's been coming up, I think for a while now, like guys like you and this whole backcountry explosion of people wanting to, to learn more about Western hunting and backcountry hunting and all this kind of stuff. It's just part of that movement of people wanting to know more about where their food comes from and doing it in a way where you're actually pushing yourself. You're experiencing that, you know, aliveness. So well, cool. eat the good I mean, food. Yeah. And what's cool about this stuff is, you know, this is a podcast. We obviously we're focusing this on, on your company humble. And, um, it's cool for us because we love supporting people who are actually changing things for the better. So it's not too hard to support such a cool company that's got, you know, kind of the things that we talk about all the time is cleaning, clean eating and, and, um, you know, all that. So this is cool that we're able to sit down with you here and just, I'm buying a box just for my car. Yeah. So when my kids are screaming that they're hungry, I'm like, yeah, here's my boiled water. Here you go. Be quiet. <laughs> no, really, seriously, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I don't think Hill would even take some of the food that I've made, like the dehydrated stuff in the past. I have not seen her taking that to work. Mm. I've done the spaghetti. That, I've done the spaghetti, but <laughs> must not be as delicious as this humble. But we do a lot of spaghetti because we have lots of homemade tomato sauce mm -hmm. at the end of the garden season. Ryan, you know, we have a whole other fridge that's full of canned tomato sauce so sometimes it just kind of gets like yeah. you know and then my kids always want to have that too for dinner and so it's like mm -hmm. but yeah so cool well we appreciate you coming out with this this is awesome yeah so hopefully it helps a lot of people yeah. hopefully a lot of guys can take advantage of this this fall humble food thanks for having me i'm just grateful you guys came over and hung out <laughs> yeah for fun. sure for sure okay so um till next time thanks jordan